Hey listeners, welcome to the Ant Intellect podcast. Today we have with us Romel Joseph, who is a senior manager for product and has been leading and contributing to the digital products industry even before he graduated as a computer science engineer in 2014. A multi-instrumentalist, singer, swimmer, mentor, mental health activist, loving son and a caring brother, all these things along with spirituality have kept him grounded and in his words have helped him achieve a perfect week for years now this conversation is not just another product management talk here we go deeper into the art and science of product management and we not only stop there we discuss a few broader topics as well such as mentorship mindfulness and so much more so without further ado let's jump straight into the show Hey Romel, welcome to the Adelaide podcast. It's so great to have you here. Um when we first talked about this uh like you being on the show and we had that conversation a couple of days back. I think it was I've never seen somebody more intrigued and excited to to share their journey on the podcast and it was really really um inspiring for me because like since that conversation till now I was thinking you know how how should I frame it and you like we talked about for an hour then and you made it so much so much easy for me you know to prepare for this so technically yeah. it's my least prepared podcast but i know yeah. because of your enthusiasm and your story and everything it, it it's going to be a great one uh not for me but for the audience as well so thanks for doing this you know thank you for taking out the time and everything else absolutely and thank you for having me here i think one of the one of the things that i've actually made it to you know my playlist in the past two weeks even before we we had that initial uh conversation was was your podcast because i i'm someone who's avidly been consuming podcast but that's much like a good majority of people out there ever since the pandemic also but uh i think your content also the 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 you know diversity and the breadth of it has got me really interested and that's why we had that conversation and now in retrospective i wish that we were actually on record during that conversation because that I think that conversation went on for an hour or so that yeah. itself would have made co- good content for you know a lot of people to consume but but anyway since you're here I think uh, I would I am really grateful for you to give me this opportunity and uh, looking forward to the conversation that we have ahead yep it's a pleasure uh, to be honest so I think I think a good point to start this is uh, because you have so much so much depth in your background and, and your journey I think it'll be a great starting point for this conversation so why not we start with a high level journey of yours and then you know your personal growth story and then how how you uh like i think you broke a lot of barriers to be where you are today and i think you know it'll be it'll be very inspiring for us to to listen to that absolutely so um i mean my my career trajectory over the past um uh, i think closing in on 10 years now um has roughly been in and around understanding you know a little bit of bre- uh, you know uh, breadth of everything uh and and trying to understand where do you want to sort of invest your depth in in the typical t shaped structure and by way of that and as a, as i walk you through how what are the kind of different roles uh you people listening to us would understand that Uh, my my base has been my breadth has been product management right and there are various roles that kind of contribute to product management i started off as an engineer did 
about two years of uh, hardcore development work. Uh, it was kind of part-time. It was split across my third and fourth year of engineering. Uh, I was working with Microsoft on their partner payroll. I did some bit of work for uh, the Center for Railway Information System, which is uh, the IT wing of the Indian Railways. Uh, and this kind of gave me a flavor of, okay, this is what engineering is. Then I went on to do about a year of customer service, right? And not pure play customer service, but it was kind of an account management uh, role as well, where it was more customer focused and it was more product driven um, with American Express, right? And later on, I went on to do some bit of work on the information security and disaster recovery side, which broadly now the world knows as business continuity planning, right? A lot of traction came to that topic right out of the pandemic when we, people realized that, hey, we need a plan B. And the plan B guys are basically, and guys and girls are basically business continuity. And then product management happened uh, where I scaled roles from a business analyst or a product owner uh, to a senior product owner, product manager, senior product manager. And uh, very recently, I actually uh, you know got into Gartner where I'm... Um, uh, the plan is to sort of look at their .com portfolio, Gartner.com, and uh, try to do a lot of good things around it. So that's prob that's been my journey. So I've played various roles. Uh, I can't really call myself as one person who at this year and stage was doing product management. But holistically, that has been the entire flavor. It's like the different ingredients that went into cooking that lasagna, right? At the end of the day, it's a lasagna, but you actually put in a lot of different things into it. So I think that's been the journey so far for me. Great, great. Yeah, I think I think it's the breadth of it is is too wide. And um, so you you did all of all of this stuff like towards software development, customer service. Uh, but then you you chose product to be your calling, I'd say. Um, yeah. Towards the end, and then now at Gartner, you have more product. Uh, focused role um yeah so how like a quick question like how, how like how many years you have been focused towards like hardcore product within your career um so interestingly this is something that as a question even i ask myself every time i sit down for the annual review so as a practice i try to also review myself much mm -hmm. like what we do with our managers, right? So yeah. I, I have been asking this question for a while now. What was that one period where I can say that, okay, this was hardcore transition into product. And I realized that there is no one particular year where I can say that I was, I deviated from, or, or I moved to product management. Why? Because back when I was an engineer, we were still trying to solve customer problems, right? Mm -hmm. um, be it with any of those two companies that I work with. With Amex, as as the, on the customer service side, I was still trying to solve customer problems and trying to sort of orient them around the different products that we had. And when we when I actually moved on the product management side, and actually just you know maybe on the on the face of it or on the on the paper value of it, actually called myself as a product owner. Then also I was solving customer value. So in concept, I have been doing product management throughout my career uh, at some stage, uh, say, perform. But I think I got the titular aspect, as they say, in uh, 2016. 2016, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I think that's still a, uh, a good number, right? Five, yeah. six years uh, focused towards yeah. products. So I think that's, that's 
that's good good experience um when we were talking uh, i remember from our previous conversation uh e i have been talking to a lot of product managers recently through through podcast and you know offline as well because i am myself interested uh yeah. in this in this field in this uh domain as well but you mentioned you know the context of uh, the beautiful art and science of product management which which was something new to me um yeah. i have a sense that your understanding of product is a bit different uh then you know the the regular nomenclature so why not just we directly dig uh, deep into you know what do you mean by the beautiful art and science of product management how you see digital products being shaped up how have seen it in the recent past and what what the future holds basically absolutely uh so i i, I let's probably tackle it in and those two major chunks right because um my take on uh, the beautiful art and science of product management i'm glad that you still remember that terminology i think that's just a self reflection that i do and i keep telling probably a couple of uh, mentees that i keep meeting on on weekends that this is how i see it if you're able to see it this way bahut maza aayega you know you'll actually great, have great fun with it but uh, so when i say art and science and i'm not really hard coding this into the typical definition of what forms art and what forms science because that's a whole different debate altogether right because an art has a science crossover science has an art crossover but uh, through through my lens and and this is a lens that i have cleaned and and refined over the past 10 years i have understood that product management at the very very seat of it it kind of touches those key areas that quantify and qualify as art and science and when i say this i i'll take an example of uh, product management for let's say a mobile app right and um, let's take a very 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 relatable example even for our audience right let's take instagram you know the instagram as a product and what it has come to be today is is a derivative and a result of of a product management uh, center of excellence or a product management powerhouse basically what went into building instagram uh there was a customer problem or a customer pain point and in this case it wasn't probably a pain point it was a opportunity area market opportunity where you know there's not a lot of products out there that are doing this there's not a lot of products out there that enables customers to just post pictures and and there's a lot of traction just on that content type right so they had that nailed out so there was a sense of market research that went in that's one layer of product management where they understood what people really want you know uh, and what they really need and there are two different sciences and i'll probably go a little bit deeper into it as we move forward in our conversation but understanding the the users need versus they want and being able to define it so that's one layer the other layer is okay i understand what they need what do i do with it right that's when the when the aspect the art aspect i would say heavily comes into play where okay i need to give them a product but how do i design it so beautifully well right that they do eventually have that drive to use it just one time usage may not be enough they we want them to be actually customers who come back and users who come back and use it on a daily basis and there's a whole behavioral design science around it which i am now trying to go a little 
deeper into and as time allows we can we can speak on that subject but that's the art aspect primarily where we talk about ui and ux right so they put some thought into what the logo should be like as basic as what the logo should be what should be the color the pixels and everything the third aspect is okay now we we've, we've nailed down what the need and the ask is we've nailed down okay how would this del product deliver that need and that ask the third thing is how do we keep this engine running right mm -hmm. and that's where the uh, the ever long strive of any digital product that you see today in the market is right unless you're a startup where you're just focusing on growth of the product uh, usually products sort of peak and they go into a phase where they are now talking about engagement and retention right so that also forms a third aspect where it's not just important to create a kick ass design it's not just important to to nail the customer ask and need it is also very important to be relevant in the market right understanding that what are the different kinds of products out there that can possibly be competitors to you or maybe they are adding more value to, to to your customers than you today are doing so all of these aspects right there's psychology involved so there are i'm just picking out keywords now psychology there's design there's the visual aspect there's um there's engineering of course the beautiful part of engineering and then there's uh, there's some bit of business as well there's, there's some bit of marketing as well i think all of this coming together and you can look at this in for any profession or any domain right you take sales you take marketing even they have crossovers uh, into these different aspects as well so i think product management uh, what drew me into product management was basically this aspect that it 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 forms the you know epicenter of a majority of all of these things and having a good grasp of all of these things leads you to be a good product manager and ability to also learn all of these things leads you to be on a path where you are growing your you know as a product manager great great yeah a lot of a very dense topic but i think in a nutshell it's like product management happens at a conference of uh like they they say it's like engineering design marketing but i think a lot of operations is involved as well a lot of sales is involved as well so it's like this mix of all these it's forces a mix of everything yeah that are acting together which is great and i think that's why it makes it a it, it, it is actually a difficult job mm -hmm. but it also very fulfilling and rewarding as well so that's that's why i got attracted to it and that's why i'm, I'm very much curious about it uh, but yeah, i think you explained it pretty pretty well uh the whole uh and science of product management yeah um, so that's good i i want to come in, come to the mentorship piece because you you meant you mentioned mentees in in in, in the answer to the question but i i'll park the thought thought for a second and i'll ask you this which i remember i asked somebody who's who is a product designer i asked the same question to them from a design perspective but i'll ask you from a product perspective um mm -hmm. so you mentioned that you know a lot of design thinking a design holistic pro uh, process goes into product and stuff like that now imagine a situation you might blame me for being an interviewer here but this is something yeah. i really think about when i'm uh, thinking about product like because product management is actually a people's like it's not people management but it's a people's game right you have yeah to, it's a people's game yeah you have to interact with a lot of people on a day to day basis you have to be aligned on 
on the agenda and, and the goals and stuff like that. So I like these situations do come up when you're doing 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 the product thing. So let's say you you are a product manager and you you have some design suggestions or you you think that you know the product can be improved if you change the design or flip the design in a certain way. You go to mm-hmm. the product the, like the design team mm-hmm. and you suggest them you know this is not working i think we can change the design this way uh, mm-hmm. to increase the met- like the metrics that you're tracking or any any kpi target that you have but the right. design team pushes back saying that you know it, it's not really in, aligned with our whole design ethos or you know it's it's way out of what we are thinking about it and, and stuff like that or let's say the mm-hmm. ceo pushes back saying that you know it doesn't it's really not aligned with our agenda or, or the goals that we have now how do you mm-hmm. make them believe that from a product manager's standpoint what you're saying really makes sense and i think we should focus on that all right uh, that's actually a a very very good question because it'll open a couple of dimensions for us to sort of go deeper into but i'll address one of the things that you uh mentioned and because i i'm heavily inclined to be a believer of it uh product management is basically uh a, a people people oriented uh management and it's not direct it may or may not be direct people management but at the end of the day and i, I truly believe this the products that you're making that's for used by people who are you making these products with your ux team your engineering team your marketing team they're also people right so at the end of the day and that goes for any any domain out there but but product management at the heart of it is at, at the end of the day you're, you're managing people you're managing expectations and and you're managing everything in and around people so so that's one aspect now the other aspect is to your question let's say you know me as a product manager if i feel uh you know certain enhancement or a certain change on the design aspect can be done and at the end of the day let's say the design side or the ceo side they they give like a pushback and i think first and foremost now this also touches on one of the you know qualities that we need in any profession but also in in the aspect of product management is having the humility to be able to understand the fact that while i'm a product manager i do not have answers to everything my job is to get the answers my job is to not know the answers right and that being said if if i am faced with a situation where from my singular user's perspective i like a certain design versus another certain design and i take it to my design partners they come with experience of having conducted user research for throughout their career right because that's, that's what they do that's their jam right they they do user research day in and day out you know um and uh, that's that's what leads to their design so if they would want to insist on a particular design i would also want to be appreciative and open to the fact that okay why do you think so and that's a learning for me right and i won't deny that there have been situations like this where me just from the two pair of eyes that i see i had certain recommendation and when i took it to them i realized that okay okay this is a particular there is a there is a psychology behind it there's a behavioral design behind it and i got to learn something new from it and i think it's it's more around that aspect so to your to your question is there a need to challenge it 
absolutely the need is there why because you you feel that way and you should actually voice yeah. your concerns because that's one of the qualities of of product management right you be vocal but is there a need to win that conversation absolutely not it's there's a there a need to learn something from that conversation absolutely yes so i think that's how i've always taken these things there is there are always people out there who know their stuff right and they're known for their stuff they're hired for their stuff they're paid for that stuff what you need to do is just voice your aspect you put that as an opinion not as a statement or as an order you will definitely learn something out of it well that's yeah. that's great that's beautifully answered uh, you're hired then <laughs> 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 I'll start next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that's a great answer and a great perspective because definitely like people in the design team or the engineering team per se they have like uh they have years and years of experience doing the same stuff with with different projects, different uh design templates and everything else, right? So probably if if they if they have a design in a certain way there's some science to it which uh we are probably missing out but yeah if if you have a suggestion you you have to be you have to have the humility to uh put it out on on the table yeah. but then if yeah. it doesn't get accepted you do 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 so and so reason then you you learn out of it as you said that's that's a that's a great absolutely i'll just sorry probably just add two more lines over here because mm-hmm. the scenario was more oriented around the design aspect of it mm-hmm. and and of course um, the, the the acceptance over here is the fact that we have design oriented experts now let's say i'll flip the scenario a little bit let's say if the disconnect was more on the customer need or the customer ask or the actual problem statement or business use case that's where probably my experience would would sort of weigh a little bit more let's say uh, if i'm having a conversation and the designer says that do we really need to sort of sort of build it this way you know is that going to be solving the customer ask that's where anyone in product management need to be professional enough need to do the right kind of research enough to say that okay they should be thorough in the fact that okay this needs to be done versus this does not need to be done so that's the area probably where maybe in this case the ux designer would learn a little bit from that conversation likewise tomorrow the call to take the call to actually do this development on a particular technology stack versus another technology stack i would rest it to the discretion of the engineering side because they come with that kind of experience right for me it is more of a oh hey by the way i, I in my understanding i think it is better off on on a react js framework than maybe javascript as an example uh, and they would be the they would be this giving me that discretion to tell me that you know what this is the reason why we want to do it over here and i'm 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 going to basically just learn from that conversation so it's basically a dividend of what you have been doing well and what you know that you can learn and trying to find where you fit in any conversation you yes. and i are talking i would learn more about probably podcasting from you why mm. because i know certain things but i may or may not have done it right you have done it similarly maybe for you since you 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 have an interest in product management but i have done certain things certain failures that i have right it's going to be more from your perspective you're putting forward an opinion instead of saying i think this is how it needs to be done uh what do you think you know so yeah makes sense although probably you know more about podcasting than me because i'm 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 still learning uh 
there'll be better people out out there to learn podcasting from but yeah i get the sense of what you're saying uh everybody has uh, has a certain skill set has a certain background and yeah accepting that in the team and really uh what do you say acknowledging basically their experience and their background uh and giving mm-hmm. them an opportunity you know to, to have a say on that really mm. is i think it's an humbling act and it really yeah. propels the team forward Absolutely. somebody who's Absolutely. who has like a customer service or operations experience in the last 10 years probably will take a decision around how the how product will impact the operations in a better way yeah. than somebody who's who doesn't have that experience right Absolutely. So yeah, I think I think that's that's a great thought. Um moving ahead with with mentorship I really wanted to focus on that piece because I think yesterday also I was going I saw your post on LinkedIn where you said that you're open to um a lot of like you 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 are doing pro bono mentoring and then you yeah. you're doing uh I think you're uh also teaching a lot of uh i'd say like students yeah yeah, yeah. people who want to break into product yeah. management right so yeah when did you start doing that what was the motivation behind that what's your process look like uh, can you just double on on that for a bit absolutely and and where so, uh, where can i write my name as well how do i sign up oh <laughs> you're already in the program man <laughs> through the course of this conversation <laughs> no but um, I, i so I, i i'll tell you why i took to this right so there's more uh, meat to the matter and it's a little bit more digestible uh, i i realize so there's one thing that we've all grown up listening to right teaching is a noble noble thing and why what makes it noble is because the people who have taught us including our parents right they have they teach us through their experience they teach us through their years of whatever turmoil that they have gone through goods and bads and everything now i took that aspect and said that does does teaching or uh, mentorship right does it require years of experience or does it require a category of experience and i start i decided to stick to the category aspect why because there are certain things that let's say probably i had my own struggles on something as basic as being an engineer and this is what 2012 2013 14 where you want to sort of swim lanes right take another pick another lane you've invested four years in money wise time wise in engineering right and you wanted to sort of you decided to sort of build yourself as an engineer and then you want to switch lanes there were a certain set of set of challenges that probably you know even i went through at that time and and i did break through right by by there there wasn't a set formula but there were certain things that i was reading up about maybe speaking to people so that forms one category of things that maybe i can talk about where people are wanting to do that shift right uh they went out explored a particular domain and specifically i can talk a little bit more about if they went out as an engineer and and want to do that switch that's one aspect the other aspect is maybe getting into product management now product manager or product manager senior product managers the management 
title sort of rings a bell in all of our ears to say that hey you know what this is a role probably that i can target once i uh, you know do an mba and and preferably in the thump of the things that we have been seeing in the indian education ecosystem preferably do get into one of those premier colleges right now uh i am someone who does not really carry that i don't even carry an mba right i have only done my engineering that's the only last formal education that i've got apart from certain certifications that i went on to do so that forms another category of things that probably at least through my experience i can i can help people navigate the 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 ocean of people out there who are still of the same notion that management roles can only be backed by a management degree i don't believe that is true i mean of course i had a, my own hurdles where i was also as much as go into when i actually start conversation with someone and and i you know, it's not a formal thing where you know we go into a curriculum or anything it's something as basic as you reach out to me on linkedin you're like hey man uh uh you know there's this role that i am looking at in your company really interested in joining it but i'm currently in this domain can you help me out and it goes both ways they also directly reach out asking for a referral uh, and we'll touch on those aspects if if time allows again but uh my first and foremost goal is to try to understand that why is it that they want to take make this move you know understand where are they coming from where do they want to go to what is the driving factor and yeah. then be able to better help them so i think that is one of the key ingredients i would say into uh, my mentorship approach uh, and truly knowing where they want to get to and also if i if i'm not able to help them with it just just be sort of uh, point blank around it but i think that's where it is and linkedin is i think has been my primary source someone reaches out to me or someone refers in their own circle that hey by the way reach out to uh, romel he helped me crack this particular role or helped me get some guidance So I think that's probably the source. Going to the second question that you asked, so in some little ways, if I can sort of contribute, you know, why not? That's great, and I think it it rings a bell uh, in my head because I I have a similar thought process, and I I think I have a similar set of experiences as well. Uh, I, I'll try to narrate a, a brief story just to fill in. Um, so like during my engineering days. uh probably second third year i was completely lost on what i really wanted to do after engineering um yeah i i like i always wanted a semi technical role because uh i was i i liked like programming very much but i really never wanted to be become a software developer because from from a preconceived notion that i had was like software developers would just sit in front of their computers and code all day talking about your mentorship experience it it rang a bell in my head as well because during my engineering days i was a bit lost on what i have to do in life uh, like after engineering basically because i always wanted a semi technical role because although i liked programming but i also liked you know interacting with people uh working on on the non technical pieces of the business marketing mm-hmm. uh, operation and stuff like that so i really wanted a role which is a mix of both um so but then i never really knew you know if there like in the industry did did these roles existed how how does things work in you know at a practical level in an organization because 
um i feel that to 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 a certain extent the university and the colleges uh, i think probably at my end probably it has improved a lot now but there's a lot of disconnect between what happens in an organization once you enter enter into the corporate world and what what they teach you in the in at the university right it's Absolutely, it's yeah. like night and day uh, apart so I was, a, I was very confused and stuff like that but i you know towards the end of fourth year i i made my way a lot of things happened uh because i talked to a lot of people outside the university who were in the industry and stuff like that and by the end of fourth year i had a good grasp of what i wanted to but then that sort of daunting uh period in, in my life where you know nothing was making sense mm-hmm. it it really uh it um it had a lasting footprint on uh, my my experience at the university and where i really wanted to help people who are at the currently at some stage in their university trying to figure out what they really want to do with life so that they mm-hmm. don't have to go through that same hurdles same sort of anxiety i'd say uh, that i had to go through so um i think the onset of the pandemic because i had a lot like so this this happened before the podcast thing podcasting thing came to a picture i started an initiative so i have i have also been mentoring a, a few folks here and there asynchronously um oh, okay yeah and it was mostly towards like people really wanted to get into a business analyst role and mm-hmm. because i have been working in a similar setup since the last 3 4 years i was able to guide them onto how what skills that they can pick up how they can they how they can navigate within their current jobs to have a role like that and stuff like that and which which had good outcomes so i thought why not do it on a wider scale uh, more professionally mm-hmm. on the side so i started this initiative which i called uh, i think it was called the sterling experience or something which really what i really wanted to do with this to have one on one all group sessions of people who really want to break into a certain industry and mm. they are pretty much unsure or on how to do that so but then i started it ran it for a couple of months the like the response was good but i really didn't continue through it because what i realized was that um the people who were like coming to me mm-hmm. for advice mm-hmm. probably at at some stage i was not because at that point of time i just had like four and a half years of experience so mm-hmm. i didn't find myself really up to that level that i could really advise to you know a lot of people and it would also make sense because right. i i still haven't seen that much uh uh world I, i'd say you know at the, at that point you on the other hand are like more experienced than me and you know you have a very diverse set of experiences through different domains in an organization so i think it really makes a lot of sense for you to guide them but you know it was just like my personal feeling and i i was i thought that i was not doing justice to the work that i started but so i mm-hmm. pulled it back and stuff like that but at, but, at but, some... but still i'm very sure there would have been some aspect just 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 on that note because it's a very very interesting thought first of all of course i would love to know what led to the name the sterling experience is it named after the popular whiskey brand sterling's or uh, or that's what my sure friends say that's what my uh, friends tease me after that but no um 
I don't know. It was some random thought. 2 a.m. thought when you when you just can't sleep and you just really, one. Yeah. I think it was also like the domains were not available, so I had to register a website. And for some reason, the Sterling experience was available. So I. Ah. It was some weird combination of things, but but yeah, I I got a lot of laughs on that whiskey thing, which which was not the inspiration though. Ah. Oh. I like the fact that you're actually straight up honest about the fact that it was one of those two AM jotting downs because a lot of the times people create something and then they try to justify it. He, this is why I named it this way. But a lot of examples do sort of say otherwise, right? Because a lot of the big brands and the big names out there, they do not really have a true meaning. You know, something came up, and and at the end of the day, as they say, right? What's in a name, right? So. Mm. people put a name out there and then eventually some experience that they had in their journey with that product with their offering with that content they try to sort of juxtaposition that into the uh into the name itself but i like the fact that because that has happened a lot with me as well you know uh, when you just jotting down something and something sometimes you just write down things for no no good reason you find yeah. that reason later right life is a big example right you find the meaning of life later you don't find it today I haven't found it so far. I'm very sure you haven't found. It. I we're still looking for it, right? Yeah. But life happened, right? You were born, and now you're trying to find. Okay, why did this happen? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So no, but I think you're doing some great work doing it uh, pro bono for for people, and um, yeah, because I've been through that phase where I was lost, and I'm I'm pretty much sure a lot of young folks out there are. Uh, go to that same journey and if they can get in touch i i wish that i had someone to talk to at that point of time who was in the same position and who was doing the things that i wanted to do but unfortunately i didn't have although i got access to that network late in my career but nevertheless i think that's a that's a great uh, initiative and um, i think one of the motivations behind starting this podcast was um uh was that only to you know like if you are talking on this podcast and somebody who's a budding product manager listens to this conversation and gets let's say a, a an actionable plan on how to how you navigated through through the, through those stages mm-hmm. i think it's doing the same thing as 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 mentorship mentorship does and this is what i what i call indirect mentorship so technically i never had direct mentors like i don't have like a career coach who i'm calling up uh, every every day or whenever things go south who are advising me at every stage but i've had indirect learnings indirect mentorship from people uh who i follow who i really admire so like if if i'm reading a book on product management and i gather some actionable insight from that book that's mentorship right yeah. that person is right. not standing in front of me or talking to me but he's talking to the book or she's talking to the book through the exactly. book sorry yeah. and yeah, sure. uh, if i'm if i'm reading a framework across product market fit fit on medium let's say mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a indirect mentorship so you, you get to learn from them so i, I really do advise people at some stage because a lot of people really want like this direct mentorship thing which is good if you get it mm. but like 
a lot of people get busy at times you know they are not able to provide feedback whenever they want it so rather than we can also focus towards indirect mentorship in a sense that let's read what they've written in a blog let's listen to their talk or a podcast which have which they recorded 6 months back and you'll get to learn a lot of things from that so absolutely that's how i learn and i think but with what you're doing i think it's probably the most fundamental and the most important part of your career if you look if you look back 10 20 years down the line absolutely absolutely i i think that that's that's basically part a and b of mentorship with 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 having a mentor having an actual mentor you get the liberty to be able to be very directed in terms of i need help with this but then there's also an aspect where the mentor in that case may not really have done that aspect right they are probably focused on one aspect so an, another way to get indirect mentorship as you rightly mentioned i i think that's a term that i will be definitely popularizing so with with your permission because i i like that usage because it's indirect mentorship where you have a question and then there's an ocean of resources out there and now with the popularization of the internet go ahead and try to find it because technically if you think about it youtube as of today has uh, 70000 years worth of content if you sit down today do not take a break watch every video you can you would need 70000 years i think worth of uh, time to go through it similarly i think i was reading this anecdote if you actually sat down today and wanted to read every book out there you would need to read at least 10 lakh or so books per year to be able to actually you know finish it in your in your lifetime so something like that and the numbers might be a little skewed so what i'm saying is there's so much of content out there and i'm not even saying books or youtube is the way to go but there's content you know out there and you know the question right you just need to ask the answers so be yeah. it a person or be it through any resource that you find i think that's absolutely great the thirst should be there pani mil jayega you'll get the water but you need to be thirsty for it yeah yeah that's brings me like i remember this quote from uh nawal ravikant i'm not sure if you have heard his name he's pretty famous on twitter he's the founder yeah. of angel list uh and i've done other great things ah. uh okay so there's a quote the startup hiring community angel list yeah. is it I yeah mean, yeah ah okay okay so there's a quote which rings like every time i see it on twitter it, it just uh makes me smile because it says something like this you don't need a mentor you need action so yeah a lot of times we would you know we would think that you know i'm not doing this until i find a mentor or if i had a mentor i could have been really become good at that and stuff like that but what all you need is you know take the first step take the plunge and everything exactly. else will will fall into place Uh, another yeah. quote from him uh, which is on books that that you mentioned is that i had this anxiety couple of years back that when i when i got into reading that th- because every time i read a good book i would be like mm-hmm. you know how many like there'll be thousands or millions of these really good books which i was would not be able to read in my lifetime so i had yeah. that <clears throat> notion registered yeah. in my brain but then i read this quote that you don't need really need to read all these books yeah. you you what you really want is read find the 100 best books that exist on on planet earth and then read them 
repeatedly so i think exactly. that's that's a better framework to you know we we are absorbing you know this video that video rather than invest time to see you know what are the few resources which are really good which are really high yeah. quality and then do it yeah. all over again so exactly. in the recent recent past i have acquired this habit that if i really like a book i would read it and then you know couple of months later pick it up again reread it and then it starts getting registered in my brain and that has helped quite a lot so i would really do a good research on picking up the next book mm-hmm. but then if i really like it i would i won't just read it once and put it somewhere else but i i would keep it somewhere nearby so that and you know pick it up two three months later as well which is which i have started but we'll come to books at a later stage uh, i i really wanted to cover a lot of stuff which was very very interesting to me when i was going through your profile and going through your story so um this brings me to the next next piece i think if i remember correctly in our conversation you mentioned that there's some stuff going on where you're um like there's some work that you're doing with product school probably a webinar or something do you want to uh discuss a few things about it i think you have some strategies on the background which you mm-hmm. you are really refining and probably you present yeah. so why not just we'll go like very briefly through those strategies and how do you apply it in the field of product management absolutely um so uh interestingly so product school uh, for the uninitiated product school is basically doing a lot of lot of great stuff in the product community uh and it's it's they're trying to move towards a more holistic approach as well in terms of uh their content and uh someone reached out to me a couple of months ago and then they asked me if i'm interested in sort of doing like a short webinar and uh, the topic can be of my choosing and then we can sort of do like a, a recording and everything and they'll help out so that's basically uh, what i am working on currently now when they asked me what is the kind of topic that you did you want to speak on i was i think point blank the first thing that came to my head was that one thing that has actually helped me be a more well rounded human being not just a product manager not just a student not just a son not just a uh, brother every aspect of my life i feel i've sort of shaped it around it's kind of like a framework uh, which uh, now is being popularized as the five whys right um, in a better explanation of that is basically getting to the heart of anything and everything right um being inquisitive around anything that you see everything that you see around yourself so that is in in now i'll sort of take the lens of product management and how that fits into what i'm trying to put together for this webinar is the concept of the five whys also applies to product management because at the end of the day when you're trying to build out a product uh, or you're trying to solve a customer a pain point or a problem or an issue with an existing digital solution you, you can actually apply this you know and get to the heart of it because and i'm forgetting the name of the person who actually popularized this notion but then there have been various flavors of this so you can't really hold it to one particular person but if you consect so i'll i'll take it in two ways uh, the the short form and the long form the short form is 
you're faced with something, ask the question why repeatedly for five times and five is an arbitrary number. You will get as close to the, the root cause of it, right? So we do it a lot in our, in our problem solvings when you're trying to figure out, okay, why did this issue happen with this product? Or, okay, the customer needs this particular product or this particular solution. Why does the customer need it? Then they go on to express, okay, because I need to meet a certain need. And then we repeatedly sort of, it's an iterative process and then we get to the heart of it. Now, now that's in product management. And I think more on that as I actually sort of do some bit of writing and content on the webinar itself. Now I'll tell you for the interest of uh, our conversation right now and for whoever is listening in, uh, it can actually be applied in life as well. It can actually be applied in as a constant notion for learning, right? Uh, I'll tell you, I, so we hear a lot of things about habit and having, you know, nurturing good habits, right? I understood the importance of habit and the fact that you can actually build both good and bad habits without any difficulty. They're actually, it's actually at par. People say that developing a bad habit is, is easier compared to developing a good habit, but I eventually got to a point of realizing this a couple of years ago that there is no easy or difficult. You can actually garner any habit, be it a good habit or a bad habit. And I'll tell you what's interesting is how I got to this realization. So I think I was going through uh, just random uh, contemplations, right? I was going through what are Google's top 10, top 20 searches for, for that year. I think it was I think four years ago. I'm not too sure on the... Uh, on when it was, uh, but I just sat down. I said, Hey, you know what? I want to really understand what people are trying to Google and, and, and search for. And you'll be surprised to see that the trends were primarily uh, YouTube, Facebook. These were the keywords that people searched for by a majority. And they were in the millions uh, tag YouTube, Facebook. So they're, so that speaks to the fact that people are more oriented around going to Google, typing out that particular website's name or that brand's name, and in the search results, then clicking on the uh, website itself. Now, what does this tell you? It tells you the fact that once you are in a habit, it doesn't matter if that is difficult or it takes you more steps to reach it, you are in the habit, right? You are consciously or subconsciously in that procedural way of functioning where everyone is more privy to going to Google, typing out Facebook, search results load, clicking on that first search result, and then going to Facebook or YouTube, right? Now think about this. When they say habits are difficult because it requires you to take more difficult steps and everything. Now take this example that I mentioned, right? Yeah. It's easier for you to type out facebook.com on your web browser and land on facebook.com. You're actually adding two or three more steps, right? And there's an additional latency. It might be very minute, but that made me realize that, okay, this is, it's all about how you are wired. That's why the concept of being wired is, is so important. And, uh, and that's a concept of consumer behavior or consumer psychology or behavioral design and everything. But that's another dense topic. Maybe we can just speak about it um, as we find time, but that helped me realize that 
dude garnering a habit good or bad there is no distinction it's just a matter of making your body and mind accustomed to that way of working you get into alcohol you get into smoking let's say you're getting your body accustomed to that you get into a workout routine you're getting your body accustomed to that and it gets to a point where you're like you're doing it as a course of habit you wake up at 6 a.m by 7 you're hitting the gym right Makes so yeah. i think that helped me sort of pivot a little bit and how i sort of tapped into at a personal level of benefit was uh having a workout uh, schedule even for that matter practicing mindfulness and a lot of the good things that i know for a fact that i i i have been doing right now and and i wish a lot of people out there can pick it up uh, it's 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 through habit it's through this notion makes sense have you heard the uh... Have you read that book, Atomic Habits? I I actually skimmed through a very audio version of it. I think a ten minute brief. There's an YouTube channel, uh, which gives you a brief synopsis. Not proud of it. I wish I could have got time to sit down and read it. Uh, but yeah. yes. No, I think you should read it. I read it. Um, I think last month. Um, ah. And it's a great one. Uh, I think it'll give you a lot of uh, epiphanies when you're reading it because you have. like the 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 whole habit process that you told is distilled into that book in ah in more detail and yeah i think i think you will enjoy it so definitely pick when you whenever you get a chance i think it'll be a quick read it's not too big 250 300 pages so oh great yeah i need to my reading list yeah definitely yeah. i think you should you should pick it up because i think a lot of your uh personal's uh, work has has been around habits so i think you yeah uh uh really enjoy it um Absolutely. and i i totally agree with the 5w framework um and if if you if you just uh think about it in another way i think uh if you observe children right like young mm. kids i think they also yeah. learn in a in a similar way so if you if you uh, let's say if you uh, focus at a conversation that a that a child is having with their parents about something and they're asking why something is happening they would repeatedly mm-hmm. ask why 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 until they get an answer Absolutely. so i think that strategy was somewhere related to how kids learn and i think how how kids learn is again a good research topic in itself it really defines how learning um, happens at a human level and i think you have nailed it with 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 that framework so i would absolutely. i would love to see that webinar whenever it comes out uh, uh and yeah i think i think that's 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 a great great uh, strategy especially you think think uh or stuff around product and ideas and habits and stuff like that because everything everything is related like uh, actually can can be applied to like i said you know i applied it in my own getting a schedule and getting you know fitness into that whole picture uh, it can be applied anywhere so that's actually true and and the same aspect on the on how kids look at a problem statement of course there's a there's a uh, in the at least in the indian ecosystem there's a running joke as well right where uh, they say that when a kid does present this thought a typical indian household uh, response would be ki 
you know focus a little bit more on studies i i'll say the hindi rendition of it because it's a yeah. little bit more natural and then ki itna dimag padhai mein laga de yeah theek hai badhiya ho jayega so focus a little bit more on studies so i mean i think there's a there's a good paradigm shift happening in that uh, culture also uh, in the generation of the parent, parents uh, right now but uh, typically i feel that that should not be inhibited not then not now and not probably when you and i reach the 70 year mark or the 60 year mark right if you just are inquisitive about something go ahead and ask right yeah if the sense. if the person fails to answer you then the only dumb person out of that conversation is the is the other person not you yeah right. yeah definitely asking questions is is something which is 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 uh, not really weighted too much but it it yeah. really has changed trajectories in the past so definitely one of the most important uh, aspects absolutely of of human nature is uh inquisitiveness as you say um cool great uh moving ahead um because we we touched based upon your um like mindfulness practices the habit that you adopted of working out on a daily basis just wanted to double down on that and just ask you um so do you have this certain like a routine of certain mindfulness uh, practices that you do to de-stress yourself um like how would a typical day go- look like where you are fitting in work as well you are you going to the gym daily or you do such some other activity like reading and stuff like that how does how mm-hmm. does it look for you like being sane in this crazy yeah work schedule right yeah so i i um i'll tell you even before the pandemic right there was one thing that i initially uh, uh was struggling with was doing a certain thing at a certain time which typically made me vulnerable to the aspect that you know every every day is un- uh, unexpected right and that's the beauty of every day you should actually wake up every day not really knowing you know maybe at least 30 or 40% of it if you know 100% of what you're going to be doing that day then it's probably just a copy paste to the previous day right so yeah. that being said if i've realized in this in the same course of scheduling and uh, daily routines and everything if you're too hard bound around doing something only at a certain time or only for a certain duration you're kind of depriving yourself and you're kind of also giving your brain reasons to kind of miss the mark as an example you know i have i used to there was some time in the evening that i used to sort of keep out keep aside for reading right mm-hmm. uh, uh and i realized that okay evenings uh you have to keep it open as well right there can be probably guests who come over your relatives come over maybe your friends come over now i'm not saying that that's going out of the way of the core concept of discipline where i am doing this i am doing it at this time i don't care what happens okay what if armageddon happens right yeah. the world is going to come to an end you'll have to sort of break it right you'll have to break that thing so i'm not saying people coming over your relatives coming over is armageddon although in some cases it might be but mm-hmm. the case in point here is uh be flexible enough to adjust these uh uh course corrections but also be determined enough to not really deter that from 
what you want to drive out of that day, right? Have that delta of the fact that, okay, 10% of my day is going to go into workouts. I think I said too much. 10% might be a little too much, but have that split and be okay. Be open, be accepting of, of the fact that that might change today. I might not be able to do like a 15 minute, 20 minute uh, cardio. I'll just have to focus on weight training. Right. I might not be able to do, I don't know, my typical word uh, page count would be 50 pages on a very busy day. I might not be able to do it, but I'm still doing it. I am still going back to it. And uh, with that, I think another flavor of daily routines is have, uh, have some bit of everything incorporated in your day. Have that breadth. And uh, this is basically a callback to when we started talking about breadth initially in the conversation uh, today, but it still is a great, great thing to have, right? Don't, don't be monochromatic in a day where it's just work and you're just sleeping and probably you just have to eat just because those are certain basic things that you need to do. In, you know, have a flavor, read just a page. Or maybe, like I said, you know, going back to Atomic Habits, the reason why I actually went to the audio version, which was a five-minute snip, was because I couldn't take time out to read that day. And I was too tired. I had a, I had a, what's that called? When you stare at the screen for too long. Today, it's called, I think, Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Back in the days, it was called something, right? I don't know. So I didn't want to look at anything. I just wanted to plug in my earphones and just listen to something. And that's when I discovered that. And that's when I realized that, okay, at least I got that part done. Maybe not through this means, but through another means. So that has how my routine has been now to actually going to the heart of your question. What is it that constitutes my day and whatever percentage of form, I think definitely physical wellness, because that absolutely, absolutely is a driving factor. We keep hearing this from a lot of fitness enthusiasts and fitness influences and everything. But my core belief is coming from a place of practice myself where you get into whatever physical activity. And if at the end of the day, your physique, right? And your physical wellness is a projection of yourself to not just you when you look at yourself in the mirror, but also to the other people. A good driving factor would be getting that in order. I'm not saying be have those six pack abs or whatever, right? Just be mentally happy for the fact that, Hey, I'm doing something for my fitness. Right. Um, So that's one, I think, I think knowledge and working your brain muscle. So categorizing into physical muscle and the brain muscle consume good content, right? Also give time to consume, you know, uh, more of a leisure content. It's okay to sort of even take time, even every day, I would say, watch a sitcom watch a watch a stand-up comedy clip or something and then of course your core uh revenue generator aspect which would form a majority of your day mm-hmm. uh like for most people it might be their their work their nine to five work let's say for for entrepreneurs it's their uh, journey mm-hmm. all of those things right so i think that'll be another aspect some bit of flavor you should also carry for people outside of you now this is very this is a concept that a lot of people do not really appreciate in their daily routine because they we so we kept become so centered and focused around us, which is also good. But at the end of the day, you can't exist in this world by yourself, right? You still need people around, and and a lot of those conversations also lead to learnings, right? Um, be it from your friends. So I think that aspect um, would be there, and um, I think just leave some time aside for. Just random stuff, because a lot of that, much like what you were saying, right? Uh, 
you were up at 2 a.m you necessarily did not have anything scheduled at that time yeah. but but because there was nothing at that time you could actually incorporate something you know Definitely. so i yeah. think that that forms a the entire day It makes me remember another quote from from nawal uh, i think i've i've read a lot of quotes from him so he said <laughs> that it's it's better to be bored than busy which is uh uh it's a the code is like better bored than busy which is kind of if you if you think about it it's it's like a 360 degree for what like what society thinks like it's not a mainstream mm. sort of thought process uh but i think especially for creative work which is what i've realized like podcasts mm. or newsletters blogs books writing art music you mm. if your calendar is like packed from 9 am till 9 pm you don't have a minute to like capture your thoughts or you know just look away from the screen when right. will you give you know nature a chance that something creative comes to your mind mm, because if absolutely. you're doing meeting after meeting meeting after meeting you're meeting three people now three people later post lunch meetings pre lunch meetings after yeah. dinner meetings there's no time that you have to you know think about what you really want to do yeah so as That's you really said because i was bored at 2 am i was not able to sleep like i i didn't have anything to do that thought came into my mind and a lot of things about podcasts as well the the i'm doing a lot of my thinking work mm-hmm. when i'm not doing anything yeah so all the great thoughts Absolutely. come when i'm let's say going on a walk all by myself i'm not listening to podcasts i'm not listening to to music and which i deliberately try to schedule so i i when i used to go to to walks i would put put in my earphones and listen to music or podcast or what, whatever right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i thought you know if i'm listening to a podcast it, i'm really improving my ability to do podcast so i'm learning new techniques right. but then later i realized was even if i'm listening to a podcast i am listening to a conversation that somebody else generated right yep yeah. so now i start started scheduling time where i'm not listening to anything i'm just walking all by mes- myself no earphones nothing and that brings mm-hmm. me gives me the opportunity to have op- uh, like original thoughts yeah which Absolutely. translate into podcast which translate into conversation at a later stage and yeah from a contents perspective like if you see netflix if they are having some other licensed content it's not that effective compared to like netflix original site or prime original right. that's where the right. core what do you say the core uh x factor comes in who can produce yeah. the most original content and original content can't come if you are just licensing or just channeling <laughs> others content through yourself so you need you have to give your time uh, and effort to that as well which which i think ties back to what what you're saying to some extent so absolutely i think the the analogy of you can never paint uh, mona lisa on an already full canvas yeah you need a plain canvas, canvas to start yeah. with right right so i i agree i think that's uh, creativity i mean again it's it's you need to be in that mindset though like to the example that you mentioned that because you go out on those walks 
and eventually decided not to listen to anything. But since you're already in that mindset, you already have that passion or that drive is the reason why your thoughts can lead in that direction. Yeah. Right. So that has to be there. And of course, that comes with a lot of the things that you actually do when you're occupied, if you yeah. think about it. So it's a it's a yin yang situation, right? It's a chicken and egg. What comes yeah. first, what comes later. But at the end of the day, you if you're in that frame of mind, absolutely. That that free time is needed. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Um, I was very curious. We touched base upon books uh, earlier as well. Uh, which book is on your bedside table currently and you know what are your top three recommendations or times from the books that you've read so um i mean i i, I think i'll just sort of take like uh i'll be i'll be robert frost and do the road not taken here mm-hmm. uh, and I, 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 I my friends know this my family know this uh i am not someone who's actually finished you know a lot of books right i have condensed it i have read maybe a condensed version of it read up about it read key concept but i think not there are not a lot of books that i have actually i can actually say i've read it from cover to cover okay. but i'll answer it in two parts what is the book that i am currently reading mm-hmm. uh, it's this book by nirayal called hooked yeah right and it yeah. talks about you would have heard, right so it's, yeah. i i feel that it's like a digital product version of probably as i now understand from you atomic habits right it it kind of narrows it and funnels it down into okay makes sense. Yeah. Wh- what makes you know uh products habit forming or all of those things so and why i got to this why was because i uh, uh i'm doing some research uh on the work side of things where i'm trying to build something out uh can't really disclose a lot of details right now but mm-hmm. trying to build something out where we are wanting to get the consumer habit a little bit more you know uh, habit driven and and uh, action driven and all those things so that's when i got, came across this book now do i necessarily need to read up through every chapter sure of course just to understand the depth of that subject but just to understand the breadth of okay what are the key areas that he's highlighting i actually just skim through it and then just go through the key concepts now to that end uh, are there three books that i can recommend um maybe not because either I'll, I'll think through in a lot of directions or I'll just probably not be able to name yeah. one. What I can definitely recommend are three sources or three methods where you can gather knowledge, right? Okay. Which has, has been, has proven well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is of course books, right? Right. If you can, again, depending on whether you want to finish it from cover to cover or, or at least just have that breadth, but books definitely do. Uh, because that's the ancient way of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Someone, someone decided to pen down something, and then a book was born. Yeah. Uh, the next is, of course, in today's day and age, and and you have to be very cognizant about which era we are speaking on the subject of books, right? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, we've been talking about books, and everyone talks about books, but in the day and age today, where we where the medium of con- consumption is primarily short, mm-hmm. right? Right, we're talking about reels. We're talking about what have you, and it's primarily audio, video based. It's yeah. not, it's not as much uh, literary or written words. Yeah, I feel that there is a lot of content being generated over there, and and not being consumed at the same rate. Right, so uh, I, I'll tell you. So the re- one of the other reasons why I never really wanted to 
at this stage or in the past couple of years go for a formal mba was because the key concepts of management which at least i needed to apply in my key area of work i was consuming that content from point a books and point b content out there right youtube reddit there was so much content out there quora to some extent by the way i used to just probably post a question there hey is there anyone out there who actually figured this out and uh so that's that's basically the second area that has helped me a lot so consuming content the third area is people so we have books we have content in whatever digital form primarily being of course the youtubes and the googles and the wikipedias and the what have you and the third being people right because a lot of the knowledge that i have received is from talking to people around you know um the elders right because they can speak from a place of experience now there's always an ongoing conversation and debate on the uh, the cultural shift and the cultural uh, i think um, bias that they carry because of their day and times and versus our day and times keeping that aside there are still certain translatable and transcending things where we can definitely learn from them so of course obviously for all of us would be uh, our parents or probably whoever has been a guardian figure in our lives uh, second would be our immediate circle of friends so of course they are the source of a lot of your vices but they are also a source of a lot of your good 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 things right the things that you know today are also shared experiences that you probably had with them or you learned from them and third would be probably people who are who have you know done something or are on the verge of doing something or have actually cracked something in in their respective lines of field and this is where a key concept of when i go into you know i i seek help or i seek mentorship from someone right i don't really hold the bar of how many years have the has the person been doing that or um you know what is their proficiency per se you know i i'm actually currently in the tutelage if you want to call it mentorship of someone who's just about a year or two into digital marketing because that's an area that i wanted to understand and also understand that from someone who did some bit of uh, formal education and mm-hmm. also maybe did a year or two into it because they will be in a better position to understand that okay this is what i expected of it this is what the reality is turning out to be of it yeah. and the end of the spectrum who are people probably 45 46 years of age who have done a lot of good things in on the sales side because sales is another area that i wanted to sort of understand how things have transcended so people uh, so books uh, content digital content and people are the three sources uh, that i always go back to and has always helped me and i think i'll continue to be on be on that path great great makes a lot of sense thanks uh i mean dc sources definitely definitely there's a lot of content out there books i think great one as well and people definitely a good trifecta i'd, I'd say uh so really thanks for that thought um great we'll we'll touch base upon a couple of things before we wrap up but i think we'll do fairly quickly because we're running a bit over the clock here um <laughs> again we discussed this in the last conversation um as well so you are uh you're going on a road trip across kerala um yeah i think you know in a couple of days so 
tomorrow the... to be precise oh yeah. yeah yeah tomorrow yeah so do you mind sharing a bit about it uh how did that plan came up and then also very briefly you can touch base upon you know where where all have you traveled up till now and then what are your plans of the future as well absolutely uh so uh the how is typically the whole uh it's a, it's a family uh, oriented uh, reason so i have an engagement and a wedding and then um kind of like a roka in the family uh, oh. it's my own sister's roka uh, nice. so for the uninitiated it's more like, like a formal hey my daughter wants to get married does your son want to get married let's get married you know that, yeah. that kind of this thing organization and then uh, one of my first cousins is getting married as well so uh, that's the occasion and that's what requires me to travel wow. to kerala and the reason why it's a road trip is because i i try to clock is something that i've been doing for a while now i try to clock as many kilometers on the road and behind the wheel and being the person driving uh, you know in the driver's seat uh, every year and i try to roughly target it at like a a thousand kilometers or so uh, mm-hmm. you know every year at the very minimum so i saw this as a very great opportunity because it's roughly 700 kilometers uh, one way okay. so onward and back would roughly you know set okay. me up for for the rest of the year but but that's just going to be too mathematical i i felt so i'm currently in bangalore i'm i'm from delhi though um delhi and kerala so i'm primarily from kerala have been born brought up in delhi and now i'm in bangalore for the past two years so i think it's a it's it's a trifecta there again mm-hmm. but uh, bangalore to kerala is actually very very scenic and one of the things that i really look forward to when i'm on road trips mm-hmm. doesn't matter if i'm driving or not is uh, along the way you can choose to actually take a very more you know very scenic route but yeah. then you'll have less stoppages you'll have probably like a small tea stall right yeah. or or maybe like a small eat out and everything mm-hmm. uh i like that whole experience and another thing is now going back to the previous question right people mm-hmm. now there are certain things work wise and otherwise that you learn from the people around but then there are certain life experiences where do you go to to learn that right where do you go to to understand that okay there are people out there who are in a different kind of profession that probably we don't even know and there are certain things that they have gone through or they're going through good bad ugly whatever that is so i take make it a point to actually make these stoppages just for the sole purpose of maybe having a small 5 10 minute conversation uh we you know with with the person who who has that stall and understand that okay how did this idea come to be mm. right why this over maybe i don't know anything else that they could have done so i think it's it's everything about that whole experience so the drive is basically opening me up to all of those experiences and to answer your second question i have i've been someone who's been very fond of traveling i think the the one place that i have traveled to the most which might be the counter for a lot of people in india is is goa i've been there for for sunburn i've been there for solo traveling and i do a lot of solo travels as well um i've been there with friends i've been there with family uh, so I, so that's one one place i have been to i have been to uh, thailand which is which is basically just a different nationality for what you would experience at a beach anyway mm-hmm. uh right uh, so i i've been to a lot of the northern regions because my my majority my life and times have been based out of delhi so that exposed me to the to the hills 
not really going into the debate of whether the hills and or the beaches are better because to every man or woman his own but uh, i think yeah so that has been my trajectory and i i am i i what i have as a goal in terms of just traveling is be more be more aware of of places or good exotic locations in india of our own nation you know and 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 i'm not saying go to every location in india but at least be aware of the good places the not so trodden places and and then i want to sort of explore a little bit to the outer regions and uh, and do that a little bit so and i also try to gather as much trivia as possible in the places i go to so i was uh, this place not too far from bangalore called hampi and uh, one of the trivia that i learned when i was there was one of the monuments over there is actually what we have in i think one of the denominations of the notes that we have so if you flip the note uh, i think it's a 500 note i'm not too sure if it's a 200 note that place is actually what is what is what hampi is popularized for so when i went to that place is when i got to know okay this is also an interesting aspect that i never knew right we 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 carry notes every day not right now so much but we used to right at one point yeah. so i think that's what helps me i think again thirst for knowledge even when i'm traveling but not really having that as an overhead of something i need to do but mm-hmm. something that i just do by force of habit tying back all of the things that we spoke about today i think makes sense that's a that's a good notion uh, especially being mindful of the fact that you know beauty exists in india as well and uh, i think before yeah. um setting a journey to to explore the world i think you should explore the country as well because definitely a lot of lot of untrodden uh places out here which which will mesmerize you um yeah. i i i won't say i've traveled too much because it's it's in the recent 5 6 7 years that i started to travel really as a as a passion thing but yeah, i've been to a lot of uh been to goa a couple of times and then hills uh, mostly uttarakhand um mm. and then you know shimla as well a couple of couple of times um then i think in 2018 went to went on a trip to south korea which was pretty good oh. um yeah outside india it was like my first experience up until now which was it was great but Ne- never discounting what india can offer you every time you go to the hills it it just mm-hmm. mesmerizes you and every time you go to you know places like goa goa or pondicherry you know again yeah. a different experience altogether so yeah travel Absolutely. is now my passion uh, the pandemic really put a lot of breaks to it uh, because of uncertainty restrictions which I, like I, i never felt like taking that risk or you know just escaping those restri- restrictions it was just too much hassle like traveling is not easy right and then when you put these quarantine restrictions to it just didn't feel worth it so last two years didn't go uh, anywhere where i wanted to go but now i think story is really i'll uh, start exploring in demor so yeah that's great oh. um if you don't mind i w- i think i would definitely want to understand from you why south korea as in why you made that move to go there and then eventually when you did go there what is it that you have brought back to probably someone like me who might want to put that on my bucket list so what is it that i probably need to look forward to 
know yeah so I south korea definitely not a run of the mill choice but yeah there's a story to it basically one of my friends uh was was there at that point of time and his family was there as well so okay his family was there technically and he's he was going to visit their family um mm-hmm. and so they had a they had a house there and then everything set up so like he asked me and one of like we we are like three very close friends here uh since okay. the last i don't know how many years so he asked me and the, that other friend that like i'm going on the, these dates if you if you guys want to accompany me just just let me know mm. like the, the the stay is all set and so we could save a lot of money like not booking hotels so yeah, yeah. We, we 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 just pounced upon that opportunity i think that was a great opportunity uh so we we went with him stayed at his place for i think it was a 15 day trip pretty long trip went to a couple of other locations other islands other beaches as well from there uh um, yeah. so like the intent was there to accompany him because he was visiting his family and because we also like south korea doesn't come into into picture when you are making the itinerary or you want to travel abroad right so yeah. i think that was yeah. a great opportunity but i think it's an amazing amazing place and like south korea's travel was not famous i think 10 years back but since the last 8 to 10 years it has be- mm-hmm. been gaining a lot of international attraction as well because of kpop and you know other trends that are coming out of that place yeah but i think it's great um it's one of those asian countries where you can ha- like it has everything which the world has to offer but the good thing about mm. it is that uh because the the whole touristy thing is not that much there and the population yeah. is also fairly fairly low so you can yeah. experience everything in its pristine nature yeah like okay, if you if you got think it. about paris or new york before pandemic i think even now as well because pandemic is probably left left behind you see this humongous touristy crowd right so it's still mm-hmm. very crowded still very populated although it's very beautiful and yeah, other parts yeah. of india as well but south korea is as beautiful as any place could be oh and you just remove all the crowd so it was minus it was, the people sorry minus minus the people yeah so it, it retains the beauty of the structural oh, yeah. aesthetic non uh, artificial and natural aspect but not too crowded i'm not bumping into people while i'm trying to not sort of you know look at the glory of this particular yeah. uh, this thing ah okay not bad yeah it was it was i think great. in terms of cuisine it wasn't too much of a difference for you right because if you were staying with your your friend Uh, is is he is he from india is he indian yeah, origin yeah. or is he he's oh, he's okay. from india he his parents work at the embassy uh oh okay yeah of of south korea they had like they are back now but they had a project or something sort of there so they were there for a couple of years but uh-huh. um yeah so the, the whole experience was was good from a food standpoint definitely it was uh, like the the food out there is mostly non vegetarian and yeah it's like great almost everything from you know beef pork seafood mm. octopus whatever you can mm. imagine so yeah, yeah it was it was a shock from that standpoint but uh 
I used to eat non-vegetarian at that point of time, but I left it now. Completely vegetarian. Oh, why? Why is that? I mean, um, I know we are going down another track, but I think since you brought it up, I am always fascinated by people who take that decision, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, following it through is a different aspect altogether. But making making that first move. So, what caused you to sort of you know um, look in that direction? I don't know. I was I was like I was having some health issues, stomach issues particularly. Then okay. somebody suggested try to leave non-vegetarian sea, and it actually made a difference. Okay. Uh, so that one was it. And then other thing about you know being concerned about the environment as well and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. which which sort of and you know like all all that jazz. But yeah, the health aspect was really really beneficial. Okay. So when I left right. it, the, all the stomach issues got resolved. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean. it's not like like my family also is is a bit leaning towards vegetarian food these days okay. everything came to picture i was at home and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i'm not like very much into you know i won't touch non vegetarian uh, stuff like that if if let's say i'm a, let, let's say if i go to south korea to work for a couple of mm-hmm. years n- no where there's a there's vegetarian food vegetarian for them oh, is like okay. chicken chicken and eggs that's what their oh. mcdonald's vegetarian man- menu has non vegetarian oh. is like beef pork and stuff other stuff right okay so mm-hmm. if if at that point of time like you can't survive saying that you're vegetarian either you have to starve yeah. or you you eat non veg so when there's no choice there's no choice but when you have choice i i would choose to vegetarian i think health health is what really motivated to me because i i felt that change but i'm not like against people eating vegetarian food i think it has been a part of our culture since very prehistoric times like since tribal yeah. times so yeah. yeah i mean it's just a personal choice nothing i don't i generally don't think too much when when i'm eating because uh, yeah. really not not my concern like i eat almost everything anything that comes across so they don't pay yeah. attention towards towards that and unless it's healthy it's it's cooked well it's prepared well it's all fine uh, yeah got it got it so yeah the, the whole experience was was pretty good uh in south korea but i i really do plan to travel in india a lot and i uh, i'm very adamant about the fact that there are a lot of good places out here as well oh great All right. I think in the same breath since you're also a creator I actually happened to come across uh, this group of creative folks primarily I, I don't think it's India it's a it's a more of a global offering I think it was Instagram or somewhere where I stumbled on their offering so they what they do is they bring together creative people from from all over the world I think Uh, if not at least very very india specific and they host these amazing uh, getaways to uh, all the beautiful places that you can think about right shillong i think shillong just happened last month i think in july they're going to croatia and it's a very good package they they sort of bundle it up in a very good package so if you are interested and and you uh, it, it's very good from an exploration perspective you get to meet people who are creative on the creative side um whatever industry that you want to take well, like and uh, is it a group like what are they called uh 
it's I think it's called the Beach House Project. I, I'll look okay. up the name. I, I'll sort of shoot it through you to through WhatsApp or something. But I think okay. it's called the Beach House Project. And I have been really interested in in their Croatia gig, uh, which is happening later this year. Um, and the good thing is, it's also it's also very economic, right? Because they're hosting this for like probably twenty or fifty odd people, uh, so they get it at a very good rate, and then eventually we as consumers get it at a very good rate. So it's okay. definitely worth exploring, just from the perspective of exploring a new place, exploring it with people who are also like-minded, who are creators, and getting one thing off of your you know your list of things in terms of just travel. So do check it out. I think. I do have plans later this year if 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 everything allows uh, to explore at least Croatia because that's one of the places that I did have in mind. Uh, so yeah, I thought yeah, since we're on the same breath, I think that's yeah. a great like the, that's a great thing to do. That's a great idea in itself, and I'll definitely look more into it. Never heard of it though, but yeah, sounds very interesting. Absolutely. Maybe awesome. you and I can go together, man. Let's plan Croatia together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If everything aligns, yeah. we can actually plan for that. Um, cool. So, brings us to I think the last question of the uh, of the entire podcast. This is something which um, I took from other another podcast. Uh, so, won't take credit for that question, but really, you know, makes you think a lot about where you are currently and you know what you want to do in life like it's it's a very powerful question i think so mm-hmm. it, it goes something like this like when you're old let's say you you hit 90 90 years of age mm-hmm. and you look back on your life how do you want people to remember you um First of all, it's hard for me to imagine me at 90. So it's a very, very no, painful it's, it's, thought in itself. <laughs> I mean, imagine, you know. Yeah. I think, I think some ways down the road, some ways yeah. down the road, right? I'm, I'm just looking into the sunset, you know, thinking back, I have like a crutch or something. Um, okay. So I, 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 I think my notion around that is uh, uh, oriented on the philosophy where let's say if you take the example of a tombstone right they never really write your name and then romel joseph product manager you know 1992 to i don't know whenever it is you know you you write stuff you you write things uh, that are more oriented around how you were as a as a rounded individual in in your circle of loved ones, right? Uh, caring father, you know, uh, uh, a loving brother, and all of those things. So, in the same breath, and and I'm just taking you to the to my take. When I'm when I'm at that day and age, and I look back, I want people in in those different walks of life to remember me in the flavor of those walks of life, right? I would want my best friend to remember me in the essence of a best friend i don't want him to remember me as a great product manager right yeah. Yeah. Or, or or as a great ux guy or, or as a great musician i want him to remember me as as his best friend or her best friend take the example of my mom i want him i want her to remember me as a great son she doesn't care for what i do you know what are the products that i've made in my life Similarly, people in the product community, maybe people who have, I've helped out 
you know in the broad community something as basic as the the customers of my product right i want them to remember me as someone who gave them a great product people like you and i today remember steve jobs as that visionary who gave us apple is that the same way that probably steve wozniak looks at him is that the same way that probably you know his family looks at him no all of us carry different flavors so i think i would really want to be someone who you know these different people look up to as someone who could actually you know give them something to in the traditional sense remember me by but what i actually mean by that is there is some aspect that i leave behind with them that they they keep coming back to maybe you know regularly and they know me they remember me for that you know that change i think i would want and be that change agent in all of those different walks beautiful that's that's i think a beautiful response to that i've uh, i've had some really good responses to to this but i think this is up to the mark probably um i think See, that's how you would remember me as right you will be remember me as the guy who gave a very good answer to this question yeah. see no that's, i think that's the flavor of it <laughs> i think what you said with your friends with with your mom like probably with your sister right she would like to remember as you as a good brother uh, yeah probably you're a great product manager but it's all um it's not that tasteful when it comes to you know those those deep relationships which which makes okay. sense and the tombstone never has your accolades mm-hmm. from your professional life but it's more uh what kind of person you were and then how how you improved your, this, the people around you how you impacted the society and, and took humanity forward which is i think a great notion great uh, romel i think it's i think a great point to end the conversation it was a really really interesting talking to you um likewise man likewise i, I didn't think that the conversation would go that long but then you we we took so many trajectories we took so many segways onto it and just to cover everything and make it make it a holistic conversation which which is great and really i really like when when a conversation goes to uncharted territories where you where you never planned for it and and that happens i think that that brings the best out of the conversation and the podcast so thank you so much for your time with me um you could have been thank doing thank you so much for your time thousand, thank you so much for being the great navigator over here um, for the trajectory of our conversations yes yeah i mean i i i never really prepared for it but i'm i'm really really uh, happy the way it turned out but thanks for your efforts thanks for and trust with with the podcast and everything else and i really wish you all the best for your future we'll definitely Thank look so forward to your work coming out very very soon and yeah all the absolutely. best absolutely and keep the great work going keep 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 generating one of those areas that i talked about right content you're putting a lot of good content out there speaking to a lot of great people i think keep doing that and and do do a lot of good things with it and thank you for having me once again it was a lovely conversation i absolutely enjoyed it it never really felt like we were on record or something it just felt natural yeah so thank that's you that. how i i really want the conversation to feel all right great hey listeners thank you for tuning in to add intellect the contact details of the guests and any additional relevant links are available in the show notes below 
We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. So please write to us on at intellect at the rate gmail.com. Until next time, peace.